Welcome to Bulgaria Now, the weekly show for all things Bulgaria. Uh, my name is Lance Nelson, and before I introduce today's special guest, I want to thank Sofia Globe for powering Bulgaria Now. And I am with the man himself, Clive Leviev Sawyer, editor in chief of Sofia Globe. Hello, Clive. Terrific to be here. Terrific to have you. We're here at the Science Festival at the Sofia Tech Park, and opposite me, is, and I hope I get the name right, Enwat Izagire. We're going to ask Enwat some very, hopefully, insightful questions. But first off, Enwat, how and what are your impressions of Bulgaria so far? Hi, good afternoon. Uh, I have to say that I'm in love with, with this country. I, I love Sofia and, and Bulgaria. It's my second time here, and it's really a pleasure to be again. And I'm enjoying the festival, actually. So, yeah, it's a good time. Okay, that's great. Now, just a quick little bit of background, if I may ask you about your uh, project on, uh, and I've got my notes here, Incognita Patagonia. Yeah. Tell me a little bit about that project. Okay, so Incognita Patagonia by itself, uh, it's a project that uh, was uh, created in 2015 and was supported by National Geographic Society. But I think it starts before, because I, I went to Chile in 2013 to study a master's degree in glaciology, studying glaciers or glaciers. And that's when I realized that there still there are a lot of areas or places in the world where we can explore, really explore, and we can know about them, like glacier-related science, what I mean. So that's maybe the introduction to, to this project, and we will talk about it. Okay, we really, we're talking glaciers today. Um, I know that you've seen, you know, with your very own eyes and your presentation is going to be a lot about also uh, just how those glaciers have been disappearing at, at an incredible rate. So my question is, there are people in this world who deny global warming. They say that it's not true. So what, what do you have to say to those people? Well, I, I would say that they have to leave their offices and, and see in situ what is happening, no? if you go to these huge glaciers that are disappearing and retreating, such as Patagonian glaciers, for example, that I know quite well, you will see that you will see that that they are actually retreating faster than than we we thought, and and that's the same for other syst big systems like Antarctica or Greenland. So I think it's easy to talk via Twitter or, I don't know, to, to say I, we are going to deny the climate change and all these things, but I think they have to leave their offices and, and see in mm. situ all these things. If you, if you uh, look around the world, um, because we have glaciers disappearing all over the world, is this area a place where the glaciers are disappearing at a particularly high rate? Is it slower? Is, is the, or is the rate of, of degradation universal? I will say that in Patagonia, there are few ice fields or few large ice masses where glaciers are retreating faster than their normal rate. It's true that they are different glaciers. They are reaching sea level, so they are affected by warmer sea currents, so th they are retreating faster. But also I'm working in the Pyrenees, for example, mm -hmm. that is a mountain range between Spain and France, uh, dividing continental Europe from, from the Iberian Peninsula. And we have some tiny glaciers that are very good climate indicators there. And, and we, we are seeing that they are also thinning and retreating. So I think we have few good arguments to talk about when a glacier disappearing. Mm -hmm. Lance? Um, 
you asked about glaciers and I, I love glaciers and um, just a little story when I was about 12 I was in Chamonix and uh, skiing there so many many years ago at the end of the <laughs> about 70 whatever they call it the 70s and I remember going back there it was around about 2000 and I said to the guide I'm sure when I was a kid that glacier was right down almost to the valley floor and he's, he, he was a man of great experience around about 65 he said Lance yes this has moved up 500 meters at least up the mountain so it, it seems to be happening yeah, everywhere yeah. but is this a function of man-made I mean there's the other point is um, there's a lot of scientists paid by governments of course perhaps <laughs> to prove that this is uh, down to uh, man's activity and, and is there an argument to say this this is happening anyhow so yeah that, I think that's the big question here uh, because glaciers have been retreating and expanding with climate in thousands of years ago and also nowadays. But the point is that nowadays, I think, human, we are affecting the climate with, uh, with global warming and, and, and um, uh, I would say, uh, greenhouse effect uh, gases or imp uh, increasing the, the gases. And, and also it's true that I think we are not, we, are, we aren't just us, the... the the problem because we are only amplifying the effect. So I think humans, we are affecting the climate, amplifying the effect more than just us, yeah, just as us. human. Interesting reply. Yeah, I like a balanced reply like that. That sounds very good. Um, Clive's got a question for you. Yes, it's a, it's a little bit of a devil's advocate question. You know, I'm looking for the, 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 the silver lining in the cloud. With all the melting of the glaciers, are you discovering things, you know, on a geological level or remains or anything like that? It's actually sort of coming out, being exposed, precisely because the glaciers are are melting. Yeah, actually, one of my studies was my master's degree project, and I did it in Marinelli Glacier. It's the largest glacier in Terra del Fuego, and it's the glacier that has the the fastest uh, retreat rate in in all south america it's like 15 kilometers in just 30 years and that's a lot so we are seeing a new environment there because we have a new fear and and new things are happening there uh, vegetation is colonizing new new surface new terrain so so i think uh, things are really we, we have to aware people with with glacier retreat and and how they respond and also they can affect climate because, for example, if we are losing sea ice, we are losing uh, albedo, what it means, uh, sun reflection, and that warms more the sea, and we are amplifying the effect of warming. So I think there are a lot of feedbacks that are happening due to glacier retreat and, and, and cryospheric uh, lose, lost. I, I mean cryosphere, all ice in the world, like... So what's the next step in the research? I mean, you've established a number of things now. What is your kind of academic ambition? What is it that you want to establish, discover further down the road? So I'm going to start now a PhD uh, in, in also in glaciology, but, but now more focused to, to current hazards that are happening related to glaciers. And there is a word that is GLOF, G-L-O-F, that means Glacial Lake Odus Floods. And they are like very sudden floods that are happening in, in glacial lakes because they break their moraines or their ice-damped uh, ice uh, glaciers. 
and they can drain suddenly the whole lake to the communities that that are down downstream and this a real big hazard in Peru or Nepal or this low low economic uh, communities but also it's happening in Chile for example because in Chile are like 80% of all the glaciers in South America so I think you have to keep going with that and and study well what is happening going to be moving towards wrapping up because of time with respect you're quite a young man and you are uh <laughs> what does this meant for you personally you've been on some kind of personal journey of discovery you've learned things about yourself you've been is it the work that you do is, is quite isolated do you work with a little team are you going in there yourself please tell us more about that yeah i think it's both sides um when i first arrived in in patagonia it was quite of a emotional or or something for myself and then i started uh, doing my masters and working with different research groups and that was this kind of real science no so i think uh, for me it's important to to have this academic part of it and to do the science as it has to be done but then also have your time to to develop your skills and and improve your your knowledge mainly so how has it changed you how is the what changed Sorry, the qu- I'd better ask the question. Um, has the experience changed your outlook on the world, on life, or has it has life more meaning or less meaning even? <laughs> Actually, I have had some risky or risky moments in my life in Patagonia. So now I try to live day by day, and and then I usually say that the glaciers maybe are going to disappear, but if we human disappear. We are going to be done. Like we are not going to come back. And glaciers, for sure, they will do because they move with the climate. That we move with other things. <laughs> okay, I, I need to pick you up on that risky situations. Perhaps you can just tell us <laughs> briefly a story on some risk that you encountered. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, we, I have had some some risky moments because, for example. Uh, I was uh, working with a with a group from the British Antarctic Survey in in near Cape Horn in an island, and we were there for seven weeks in in one lost island. They're measuring uh, wind and other stuff, and suddenly we we received a call from the Chilean Navy saying like you are going to have 200 kilometers per hour in the following four days. No. Yeah, I was like, okay, what do we want to do? So we were just finishing the work, and I was like, okay, you have to be prepared for this because 200 kilometers per hour in a in a isolated island with the with this kind of crazy seas and and winds was so yeah. Mainly we we stayed there and was quite difficult because the tents were like blasting off and but it was nice and then in the last expedition in in what we call Inconita Patagonia the expedition uh, we suffered a crazy storm too um, we were working like 18 hours without any any kind of uh, rest or or having any chance to put the tent and that was also quite difficult because you are in a very remote place and and you have to take in account that rescue facilities are going to be minimum minimum, yeah so i think you're very understated actually in some of this uh, and uh we'll um we'll have to leave it there but i um 
We've got a film that people can watch. Uh, no, I actually, I'm going to show it. Today. Okay, great. Okay, so I'll direct people to the website incognitapatagonia.com. All the information will be there, but also in the sofiaglobe.com. Clive, thank you so much for helping me out. And let's also thank the Cervantes Institute uh, for bringing out to, to Sofia such an interesting person. Yeah, thank making you. Making the festival better and better. Yes, a great festival here in Sofia. I hope you, are you going out tonight? Uh, I don't know. I mean, first I, ha I have to give my talk and then maybe... Okay. Could well, be. I'll recommend some places. <laughs> okay, Come, come and you. party. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good party town, Sofia. Nice. Um, Inuant, thank you so much for joining us here. And uh, we hope you have a great uh, presentation. And, uh, well, enjoy. Thank you, you both. And thank you to all the festival, too. And also to Instituto Cervantes, for sure. Okay. And thank you, dear listener. If you like this, then share it, please. Yeah, Tell sure. your friends. Okay. Thanks a lot. And bye for now. <laughs>